Hey guys, and welcome back to another versus video. This is the second video in a series where I take two players and compare them, talking about their fantasy value and which player I think that you should rather have. This is kind of an interesting video because I think everybody watching this video already likes Kyler Murray way more than they like Daniel Jones. So I'd like to step up to the plate and make the argument that Daniel Jones may offer the more fantasy value, uh, especially in terms of bang for your buck in comparison to ADP, than Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's got a lot of hype right now. In fact, some sites have him going as the 30th or the 4th fantasy quarterback off the board. That's crazy to me. Um, and so I want to talk about this, maybe bring a little balance to the situation and show you that there's a lot of quarterback options, just one of which being Daniel Jones, who I think is a little bit underrated. I think this video is a little bit crazy of an idea because everybody out there is probably going to call me stupid. Maybe they're right, but I do want to talk about this because I think that there is a comparison to be made. So let's get right into it. What we're going to do today is talk about both these players individually, uh, just go over some of their stats and what their season looked like last season and what it could very well look like this coming season. And then, of course, compare them in their fantasy values and evaluate what are they worth for the ADP and where you're going to have to take them in the draft. So let's just get started. And I, why don't we kick it off and let's kind of explain a little bit behind the Daniel Jones and why I think he's a little bit underrated right now. So before we can talk about Daniel Jones, what I think he's worth um, I, a, I'd love to hear what you guys think he's worth, but what does everyone as a whole think he's worth? Well, we can determine that by looking at his ADP. His average draft position right now is the 15th quarterback taken off the board at 114 overall, making him a mid-ninth round pick. For comparison, you can draft three wide receivers, two running backs, a tight end, a kicker, a defense, and a bench spot before you're on your ninth pick in the draft. So yeah, if you want to wait on a quarterback, you want to get a guy that you think, you know, you can fill the rest of your roster and then you draft your quarterback like Daniel Jones is one of those guys who is going to be taken that late. Some leagues he's being taken a little bit earlier than that. But of course, some leagues he's even being taken somehow even later than that, which is really crazy for me to see a guy who had a surprisingly impressive rookie campaign. And I think he offers a lot of fantasy value for quite a few reasons. Uh, but he doesn't just offer speculative fantasy value. He had fantasy value last season. He had some monstrous games, multiple four touchdown games, and he looked great. In fact, the season as a whole, he was awesome. He threw 24 touchdown passes last year, which was not only four more touchdown passes than Kyler Murray, but also the third most touchdown passes by a rookie quarterback ever. Something that's even more impressive for a QB who started in just 12 games. I think that's really crazy to see that number. In fact, he was on pace for, had he started 16 games, he was on pace for 32 touchdown passes, which would have easily been the most passing touchdowns by a rookie quarterback ever. I don't want to blow that stat out of, out of proportion, excuse me. Uh, that does not mean he is the GOAT and the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, that number can be skewed by things like having a bad defense and getting garbage time stats. For example, we look back to uh, Baker Mayfield's rookie season and Lamar Jackson's rookie season. Baker Mayfield looked like clearly the better op option heading into their sophomore year, and yet we saw a complete role reversal in which Lamar Jackson went from, I believe, six passing touchdowns all the way to 36. Meanwhile, Baker Mayfield, who I believe was either first or second in passing touchdowns by a rookie, had quite an awful second year in the NFL. So that doesn't necessarily mean everything, but is a very promising sign to be up there amongst quarterbacks like 
Peyton Manning's and some other really young stud guys. It does show potential to show there's going to be the opportunity there. It's whether or not he's going to develop and continue to mature as a quarterback. That is the question mark. I'm going to say yes. I don't think necessarily he's going to mature all of a sudden into, you know, again, the next Drew Brees or whoever it may be. Uh, but I do expect him to get better. It wasn't just the touchdowns, however. He did finish high in fantasy points. His 245.7 fantasy points uh, put him on pace for 327. That means he would have finished as the sixth quarterback taken. He's not the most mobile guy, so you're not getting that boost from him, and he does have to get it done in the air if he's going to get you the points. Uh, but that's the way we've seen a lot of quarterbacks do it, and that's not a concern for me. Brady has done it. Manning has done it. Brees has done it. Um, even some of the most productive mobile quarterbacks, even some of the guys who have the best, you know, pocket presence and mobility and ability to buy time. Guys like even Pat Mahomes, he only had two rushing touchdowns last year. So you don't need a lot on the ground to be a solid fantasy option. You really don't. Uh, but more than that, he's got some good weapons. He doesn't have the best weapons in the league. He doesn't have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who, by the way, were phenomenal. I was looking at it, and uh, Chris Godwin had the second most fantasy points amongst wide receivers last year. Meanwhile, Mike Evans had the 16th most fantasy points amongst wide receivers last year, but he only played in like 13 games. On his pace, he would have been second ahead of Chris Godwin. So that's really crazy. Uh, totally off track, but I thought that was an interesting stat I wanted to share with you guys. I'll probably be posting some more stats about how crazy that was for me to find that um, over on our Instagram if you want to follow us there. But when you're looking at it, Sterling Shepard is a guy who, if he's healthy, he is actually a solid wide receiver one. He had very good production throughout his career when he is on the field. Darius Slayton showed as he's a young stud wide receiver who is capable of some massive games. I mean, really some truly big games. I believe he had three separate games with multiple touchdowns. Uh, yeah, he is going to be um, hopefully one of those, you know, Tyreek Hill type guys over the next few years where he continues to be this deep ball threat, this big playmaker, this stud who can, you know, not all, doesn't need to do it every game, but can have those sort of games periodically throughout the season to spark that offense. Then you throw in the fact that we haven't even mentioned Golden Tate. Phenomenal hands, reliable wide receiver, great threat across the middle of the field, short plays. Uh, he is awesome. He is a safety blanket. And for a wide receiver three or a wide receiver two in that range, because Golden Tate is not good enough to be a wide receiver one, but he is a phenomenal wide receiver three and a very good wide receiver two. That rounds out the wideouts, which is pretty good. And don't get to mention Evan Ingram. Now in fantasy, Evan Ingram has been a bit of a disappointment. But don't let that uh, kind of fool you. There's just simply no tight ends in the NFL. While he may have disappointed you in fantasy, he is still a top half of the NFL tight end. He is still a good option. I'd love to be throwing the ball to Evan Ingram. Finally, don't even mention Barkley, who had like, what, 90, 92 catches last year. I don't remember exactly what it was, but he had a phenomenal year again last year, despite missing some games and being a bit banged up. You have a stud back who's going to help you in the passing game. Really, as a whole, you've got good weapons. You may not have Michael Thomas or DeAndre Hopkins, but you have got a deep core of guys to go out there and catch the ball for you, and that works great. The one issue that they had that was hurting him last year was their offensive line was pretty stinking bad, and it was a bit of an issue. So what do they do? They go out early in the first round and draft Andrew Thomas, the first offensive lineman taken in the draft. And I've said this before. I think he could have a Quinton Nelson-type impact where, boom, he steps out on that field and that offense as a whole gets better, as a unit gets better, and boom, they suddenly go from one of the worst offensive lines to middle to a little bit better to one of the best, right? I think they're going to continue to develop that's going to be huge towards helping a guy in Daniel Jones who doesn't want to run the ball as much as other quarterbacks. 
But really, finally, is I don't want to talk too much about this, but uh, the defense. The New York Giants defense is a mess. It's kind of one of the worst in the NFL right now. Last year, they allowed the third most points against. They allowed teams to score 451 points against them. They allowed 49 touchdowns and had 106 missed tackles last year. I don't even know how many that is in the game, but that's embarrassing. Heck, I remember in high school football playing, if we missed a couple of tackles in the game, we would just get reamed. It would be extra. We'd be bear crawling and it would be awful. See, this NFL team missing 107, 106 tackles or whatever in a year is bad. It's just not disciplined defense. There's no wonder they're giving up a lot of touchdowns and a lot of points. And ultimately, that's going to be something that's huge for allowing Daniel Jones to have another stud fantasy season. He's coming off the backs that he's going to need to throw the ball to keep that team in some games because that defense is going to allow points. You guys know that. But as a whole, those are my reasons. That's why I think Daniel Jones is a little bit underrated because, again, as on average, a ninth round draft pick, most people are going to draft their entire starting roster and they're going to be drafting Daniel Jones as a backup, which is crazy to me because for a lot of weeks, he is going to be one of the best fantasy options, especially in the right matchup. But let's talk about Kyler Murray as well, because he is no slouch either. And you guys already know that. You know, as a first overall draft pick, Kyler Murray really stepped up to the plate and he performed well. So, you know, when I talk about saying that I think Daniel Jones is a very comparable young quarterback, that's not a knock on Kyler Murray. I think they're both guys who have bright futures in the NFL. So let's talk about why I do like Kyler Murray. And I think there are a few reasons why I think, honestly, he's a little bit overrated. That sounds crazy, but right now his average draft position has him being taken as the fifth quarterback in the draft. 51st overall, and a early to mid fifth round pick. That's really crazy to me because you, if you're going fifth, you haven't locked up all your running backs, your wideouts, and your tight end. I mean, you need three receivers, two running backs, and a tight end. That's six right there. If you're taking him in round five, that means you are missing two things. That's either a running back, two wideouts, a tight end. That's something. You're missing two of those positions. So that, for me, is really huge. But even more important than that, some sites have it even higher than that. I see some sites have his ADP slash where they're ranking him as third or fourth quarterback overall. That's really crazy to me to see him being right up there with some of these other guys like Lamar and Pat. I think he's very talented, but he didn't do it last year. So this is somewhat speculation that he's going to make massive improvements this year. And while I do think he'll improve, I don't know if his improvements will be quite that drastic. As we begin to look at it, he had a good year. He, you know, he accounted for 24 touchdowns, 20 in the passing game, four in the rushing game, and it it does help to see he's got some mobility. That's going to keep him, you know, allow him to just move the chains a little bit more. That could give him a few extra touchdowns as they get, you know, near the goal line and such. But it's not everything. He's not the most mobile quarterback out there. It's just a sort of like a cherry on top. One little extra piece that you get that certainly helps. The thing that it really helps him with more than his ability to actually run the ball is to buy time to throw the ball. We see guys like Pat Mahomes, Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson, all of the best passers in the NFL have mobile legs, but choose not to run. They use those legs to buy time so that while they're buying time, their eyes are downfield and they're hitting the receiver for the nice 50-yard touchdown. That's what a mature quarterback does. And I'm really excited to see if that's something that Kyler Murray can do. I don't know if that's something he can do because he finished 28th in yards per passing attempt at just 6.9. He is not a quarterback who is very efficient 
in stretching the field. He had a good completion percentage. It wasn't like he wasn't getting the ball to his wide receivers. He was having an issue making the big plays that he needed to make and stretching the field and getting those safeties back 20, 30, 40 yards. So if he can work on that deep ball, that's going to be a huge thing to help his passing game or, you know, I guess help him in general, help that offense in general. Um, but we'll see how he develops in that. That is a question mark for me as to whether or not he can step up into that next level. Because according to ADP, everybody thinks he is in that next level. And I'm not saying he's not going to get there, but he's definitely a few pieces away. He also finished 21st in touchdowns with just 20. Third most sacks with 47 sacks. That is a bit of a concern. And he had the 29th best passer rating in the NFL with a passer rating of just 87. So yeah, he was very efficient in his completion percentage. That offense looked pretty good for some games, but they also looked pretty bad in other games. Of course, the one big factor here that changes everything is the addition of DeAndre Hopkins, giving him a very solid receiving core. When we look at it, Hopkins at number one is a stud. Then you take Christian Kirk, a guy who Rob, uh, he loves Christian Kirk, thinks he's a very young and underrated wide receiver. You get a nice veteran in Larry Fitzgerald. And then, boom, out of the backfield, you get Kenyon Drake, who had eight touchdowns in the last eight games and has fair hands. Not Maybe not the best in the NFL, not Saquon Barkley, but he's got good hands, and he's going to add something to that offense for sure. And it's going to keep defenses honest, right? Simply by having a good running back stops them from stepping back and going into complete pass coverage mode throughout the entire game. Um, but I do want to say a few things. One, I think... Sometimes Christian Kirk, he's a good wide receiver, but I don't think, you know, he's a top 15, top 10 wide receiver, as some people see him. I love Larry Fitzgerald. I absolutely love Larry Fitzgerald, but he is older now. We cannot just say, that's Larry Fitzgerald. He's a great wide receiver. He's not the same wide receiver that he was in the past. So he is a stud wide receiver three, but don't forget, don't treat him like a wide receiver one because he's not a wide receiver one talent anymore. And that's no knock on the guy. I love Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald is a stud. He's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the coolest guys in the NFL. Such a great attitude and a great guy as a whole. Uh, but ultimately, you know, not quite as good as sometimes people might give him credit for. I think the Arizona Cardinals have an above average uh, passing weapons to throw to, but they don't quite have a tight end. The running back is probably slightly above average, but not elite in the passing game. And then you've got kind of those, you know, stud wide receiver one. Your wide receivers after that are good for wide receiver two and threes, but some people might overrate them. I know a lot of people right now are going off saying Arizona is building this dynasty and they've got one of the greatest offenses ever. Um, maybe just cool it a little bit and not trying to knock on any of those guys. I just think some people are a little bit overhyped, something we all have to avoid when playing fantasy. Um, but the final thing is for me, Kyler Murray last year, he had the third most rushing attempts, second most rushing yards, and fourth most rushing touchdowns among quarterbacks. That is great. But stop and look at the numbers. Rookie quarterbacks run the ball. That's what they do. They do it every single year. I don't care who you are as a rookie. You run it, you run it, you run it. It's, it's difficult. Throwing the ball is hard. You have to learn how to place the ball perfectly and get the positioning right and throw it hard and throw it fast and read quickly and understand the defense. It's just easier to say, F it, I'm just going to run. And so that's something that people do a lot. That's what rookies do a lot while they're maturing. What we're going to probably see is a lot less mobility from Kyler Murray. I very well would not be at all surprised to see him throw a few more touchdowns, but also maybe have one, two, or three less rushing touchdowns next year. He's just not going to get the same uh, volume on the ground as he did last year. Again, third most rushing attempts among quarterbacks and the second most rushing yards. Those numbers are going to drop, and that's something that's going to hurt his fantasy value a little bit. 
again, he's still a very good fantasy quarterback. He is still easily a top 12 and will be a fantasy starter. But I don't think you should be drafting him third or fourth overall or fifth overall. That seems a little bit high. Again, a fifth round pick. You could be missing up on some really huge talent. I think there are some stud sleepers and some guys who will sneak into the starting, you know, wide receiver one, running back one category who will be falling to the fifth round. So please do not pass up that talent for Kyler Murray. Instead, I think you should wait till the ninth round and get a guy like Matthew Stafford or a guy who, like we talked about in this video, is Daniel Jones. You know, in an attempt to sum this video up pretty quickly and pretty simply so I don't bog you guys down with too much information, here's what I think. I think Kyler Murray is a better fantasy quarterback than Daniel Jones as of right now. I think their careers will definitely develop alongside each other, and they will, again, like I think they will be very much the Peyton Manning and Tom Brady showdown, you know, kind of career face-off uh, that we'll see of this generation. Uh, as of right now, Kyler Murray's got more value, but you are get, you're having to draft him pretty much twice as early as you're having to draft Daniel Jones, and it's all about opportunity cost. What are you giving up when you select Kyler Murray? When you select Kyler Murray, you're giving up a guy who is going to be a starter at the running back or wide receiver or tight end position. You're giving up some real talent with some huge opportunity. When you wait till the ninth round to draft Daniel Jones, you're giving up a potential starter, a sleeper, a shot. I would rather, much rather wait on my quarterback um, when I'm getting just slightly less value and get another guy who has got a lot more value at another position. Because again, I do think they're comparable. I think Kyler Murray's better fantasy value right now in the short term because he's got a phenomenal receiver addition named DeAndre Hopkins. And I love how quickly Kenyon Drake was able to come in and help boost that running game and help them in the passing game. And he just looked phenomenal last year. But I think there's also some things to really say about Daniel Jones. I mean, he simply threw more touchdowns last year in less games. That's hard to argue with. I mean, seriously, the guy was on pace for 32 passing touchdowns his rookie year. We see what uh, Lamar went from 36 or from six to 36. It's kind of tempting to say, hey, man, what kind of progression could Daniel Jones be on? No, he's not going to suddenly be a 40 passing touchdown quarterback, but he's not going to be some slouch either. He's not going to be a couch potato. He's going to have a good year. And I, I do think that. Both of these guys have some risk involved, as does everyone in fantasy. And I think both of these guys will have their big games, their great games, and their bad games. And I think it's going to come down to playing them in the right weeks. So I do want to say that if one of these guys comes out week one and is insanely good or terrible, don't, you know, don't buy into the hype too early. By the end of the season, we will see if these guys will both be very comparable, though. Again, I do give the edge to Kyler Murray just to let everybody know that because I think some people are going to go into the comments and tear my head off because I think the hype for the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray is huge right now. That is a train that ain't stopping anytime soon. But hey, guys, I just want to say thank you so much for watching this video. Hopefully I helped inform you on this a little bit and, and gave you a reason to follow our philosophy because here at the FFP, we are waiting on our quarterbacks year after year after year. And that's okay. Pat Mahomes, before he had his 52 touchdown season, he was a ninth round pick that season. Lamar Jackson, he was thought to be worse than Baker Mayfield before he came last year and won MVP. Carson Wentz, before he was on pace for 42 touchdowns that year, he was going to win MVP. He did end up getting hurt, but he was having a phenomenal year. He was also, I believe, the 16th quarterback, according to ADP. So it just seems like every year there's another young stud QB to take. Do not reach on your quarterback. Don't get overhyped on Kyler Murray. There will always be a Daniel Jones or another replacement who is good enough and can be drafted much, much later. 
Thank you so much for watching. You guys have a great day and God bless.